0: Merry Christmas, everyone! Oh man, you're at the only white Christmas in Haldimand. Didn't know if you noticed, but welcome tonight. Uh, We are just really glad to uh, do this together. Uh, As we just hear those, even those lyrics of that song, come now, long expected Jesus. Uh, You know. It's the reason why we're here. You know, there's a hustle and bustle and everything going on about Christmas, but the true reason, the the honest reason is because there is a Savior who has come for each and every one of us. And tonight, you know, we we often say here, we don't need a great service, we don't need great songs, we just truly need to connect with the very presence of Jesus. And that is our hope tonight. We'd love for you to join us in that. And so, would you uh, join me as we pray? I guess I can get rid of the hat for now. Let's pray together. Father... Thank you for the season, and thank you for what it means. Lord, thank you for your incredible love for each and every one of us. As we gather here in your name tonight, Lord, we know that you're present everywhere, but we open our hearts to you, that we may truly experience all that you are and all that you desire. Lord, and I pray that as we sing, as we lift our voices to you in gratitude, that the words that we speak and sing would uh, bring a smile to your face and joy to your, uh, to your heart, Lord. And we're just grateful, grateful for every, uh, every gift that we've been given uh, from you. And we turn that into praise for you tonight. Amen. Jesus, may you be honored. We pray this in your very name. Amen. 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 Well, we're going to start with some audience participation. Why don't you join us? Why don't you stand with us? We're going to sing a couple Christmas carols together. Let's, uh, let's do this with Angels, we have heard on high. <laughs> a seat.
1: Well, uh, welcome tonight. Uh, Just so glad to see you all here. Uh, If you don't know, my name is Gary and it's just my honor just to welcome you on behalf of Kingsway Church tonight. Uh, We're very excited to have you. Uh, We just always think, you know, there's something about Christmas. There's something about Christmas that just kind of draws our hearts home. And so whether you've been here a thousand times or maybe tonight's your first time, we're just hoping that this will feel a little bit like home. And so uh, welcome. And if you're a Kingsway regular, you know that uh, we're better because of you. We say it all the time and we mean it. And if you're a visitor or a guest tonight, uh, thank you so much for choosing to spend an hour or so with us. It's, uh, it's a hugely impactful evening for us to be able to share the gospel with people who we might not normally get a chance. And uh, if you're streaming this online, that's pretty cool too. You could be watching this anywhere in the world right now. And uh, if, if if that's the case, Merry Christmas. We're so glad to have you here. And if you're watching this online and it's July, kind of a weird choice, but we're still just so glad that you've joined us. And so a few quick announcements. Uh, first of all, whenever it's crowded, people tend to want to get out quickly at the end. Do not make that mistake. We have a fantastic reception out in the uh, multi-purpose portable uh, it's beautiful out there it's fully catered and we're really excited to have you join and if you stick around you will get a chance to meet some of the best people you'll ever have a chance to meet so please don't rush out we're just going to kind of exit out the back and head over to the portable um, if you have if you got kids downstairs you, you you received a sticker and uh, you, you may notice there's a little uh, little board over here with three red numbers on it so if you see your kid's number pop up Don't panic, we'd just like to uh, maybe have some of your assistance. So if you want to head out the back and down the stairs. If you see 911 pop up, that means there's an active prison break. Please remain, (laughs) remain in your chairs and await further instructions. And uh, I also want to let you know that we have bathrooms. And they're fantastic. And so if you, have, uh, if you haven't been with us since last Christmas, we had a beautiful renovation done this summer. So I'll give you a quick, uh, well, I, they're not quick directions, but I'll give you the directions. Uh, you're just going to head out the back, down the stairs, all the way down the hall. And hopefully you have packed a lunch at that point. Because when you get all the way to the end of the hall, you're going you're to just follow that hallway up some stairs. Eventually you will make it there. Uh, I always say it this way. If you get to the point where you're like, I must have missed it, uh, that means you're halfway. Just keep going. Uh, but they, they do exist, and you will you will enjoy them for sure. And the last thing, just announcement for tonight, is just around. We are having a candlelight service. Many of you, or hopefully all of you, received a candle on your way in. We always say it's your call whether or not you want your kids to have fire. Um, it's not it's not a deeply spiritual thing where like we're all checking to make sure, hey, who lit their candle? It's not like that at all. And so we simply just remind you. You have spent 363 days this year trying to keep your kid on the nice list, burning down a church on Christmas Eve. I can't help you with that. So use your best judgment and uh, just have a fantastic evening with us tonight. We're ready to go.
0: Well, let's stand for one more. Behold, behold, you know, as we were preparing for this Christmas uh, session together, we couldn't uh, the ones of us who were who are planning together, we couldn't get away from this word. Behold, we kept noticing it uh, in the, in the scriptures about the story of the birth and the life of Jesus. And, and uh, then we began to think about that. We don't really hear this word very often. Like, think about that. When's the last time you heard this word Behold! You know, it's like, behold, the avocados are on aisle six. <laughs> like, we don't, really, right? We, we don't, like, maybe you saw it in a movie, like, with a circus, where, you know, the, the guy in the, in the center of the ring is like, behold, the justifying trapeze. And they draw your attention in. Uh, it is an interesting word. It's meant to draw your attention to something significant. Because you're about to see something remarkable, or you're about to hear something almost unbelievable, and they don't want you to miss it. And this word gets used over and over and over in the birth story and life of Jesus. Behold, you're about to witness something remarkable. You're about to hear something almost unbelievable, but don't miss it. You know, we see it in Luke chapter one, you know, when a messenger of the Lord comes to this young girl named Mary and he says to her, behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son. You will call his name Jesus. Jesus. Man, get that news. She's like leaning in a little like, what what did you say? Well, I'm glad you're listening. You know, Matthew chapter one, it says that the angel also went to a man named Joseph, the guy who had just found out his fiance's already pregnant and he's not the dad. And he's wrestling with this and wondering, he's like this, this, she said it's a miracle, but it can't be. And all of a sudden an angel comes and says, behold, you're about to witness something remarkable. Something that sounds almost impossible, but don't miss it. And he actually says to him the same words that Isaiah, a prophet, had spoken hundreds of years earlier. Behold, a young woman will conceive a child, and they will call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. And what he was quoting back then in the time of Isaiah wasn't that that crazy of a thing. Lots of young women had children. And back then, there was a king named Ahaz, and he was going through some stuff, and the Lord had sent this, uh, this prophecy saying, hey, a young woman's going to have a child, and that, that's just going to be proof, a sign to you that God is with you. And as the angel told those words to Joseph, he was like, hey, this is what they really meant. A virgin will conceive, she'll bear a son, and literally, God is with you. God is with you. That is the story of Christmas. God with us. Behold, God is with us tonight. Something remarkable. Something that seems, wow, almost impossible, but don't miss it. The thought is this, that it was really great news that Mary and Joseph had heard when the baby was born. That great news got shared all over the place. Lots of different people got to hear it. Matthew and and Luke tell us that that the shepherds heard about it. The wise men heard about it. King Herod heard about it. Anybody in in Bethlehem that would listen had heard about it. Behold, a Savior has been born. And you know, back in the old English, they would use this phrase, lo and beholds. Well, they got it from even older times. And the idea behind lo and behold was look and see. Look, not just look, but look and actually see what you're looking at. Lean in a little bit deeper. Listen a little bit closer. Look and see. You know, the message to the shepherds that night kind of sounded like too good to be true, right? Here's a savior who's going to save the whole world. And yet they had their, their, their response to it was, That sounds remarkable. It sounds almost impossible. Let's go see. Let's go behold for ourselves. And we see that throughout scriptures. Lots of different people would hear this good news and they would have their response. Some of them said, like the shepherds, let's go see for ourselves. Let's go and behold. Some were like, no, you know, like King Herod, he heard about it. He was like, now you guys go and you go and look and see for me. You know, even tonight as we gather here in this room, The same message, that good news of great joy for all people. There is a Savior that has been born. He is Christ the Lord. The same opportunity exists right here in this room that for some of you will say, oh, I need to listen in a little closer. It sounds impossible. It sounds remarkable. And yet, I don't want to miss it. And others may simply just say, ah, you know what? Somebody else can look into that for me. But if you feel I'm tugging at your heart, Tonight, I would encourage you to lean in a little bit to behold him for yourself. You know, as we will see tonight, and actually just in a minute, that the shepherds, they went to see for themselves. They wanted to find out. And you know what they found out? That there was way more to the story.
2: shall call his name Emmanuel.
3: You're we beautiful. <laughs> we must and tell we, someone. We must, we must tell everyone. Everyone. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We've waited for this for so long. So long. <macaroni>
4: He's on. <FPffs>
2: He's <armed.
1: eye> on. <problèmes> He's on. He's on. Yes, oh, it's so kin-
4: That's will you name him? Jesus.
3: We will name him Jesus. I must go. People must know. People must know. People must know.
4: shall be upon His shoulder, and His name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of His government and of peace there will be no end. To establish it and to uphold it with justice and with righteousness from this time forth and forevermore.
2: I told you not to come back here. So where is it? Have you found a
1: spotless lamb for sacrifice? Behold, the Lamb of God. Who takes away the sin of the world. Can you imagine being there when those words were spoken by John the Baptist? Can you imagine? I think it's people we forget sometimes, the crowd of thousands of people, they weren't there to see Jesus. They didn't even know who Jesus was at this time. They came to hear John the Baptist because he spoke about a coming Jesus. Can you imagine every head snapping back when, when, when John rose up and pointed and said, behold, the Lamb of God, who takes away the sin of the world. But it's also kind of a weird thought, isn't it? The Lamb. I don't know about you, but if I if I think about someone with the power and the ability to to topple the world of darkness, to to overcome, to save everyone, I I don't know. I probably I probably think of a lion. Maybe that sounds better. Behold, the Lion of God, who takes away the sin of the world. Kind of sounds better, doesn't it? you see for centuries lambs had been sacrificed as an atoning as an atonement for sin and it was always this temporary moment where you were made right because the blood of something innocent had been shed and so we realized that we got to the point where we could never make it to god because we always fell short so god devised a plan where he would come to us And if you read through the old testament remember back in jesus day they just called it the only testament it wasn't called the old testament you read through it and you hear all these things about this coming savior and even the word savior it sounds so powerful we read things that isaiah wrote like the messiah the savior the the we we think about a conquering hero and isaiah wrote words like wonderful counselor mighty god everlasting father and prince of peace but here's the thing Isaiah was a Jesus expert thousands of years before Jesus was born. And here's something else he said about Jesus. I'm going to read this from Isaiah 53, verses 5 to 8. I'm just going to read it to you. It says, but he, Jesus, was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace, that punishment was on him. And by his wounds, we can be healed. We all like sheep have gone astray. Each of us has turned to our own way and the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of all of us. He was oppressed and afflicted, yet he did not open his mouth. He was led. He was led like a lamb to the slaughter. And as a sheep before it shears, he is silent. So he did not open his mouth. By oppression and judgment, he was taken away. Yet who of his generation protested? he was cut off from the land of the living for the transgressions of my people. And that means you, and that means me. And for these, this reason, he was punished. Now listen, I'm going to tell you, you're not going to find that written in very many Christmas cards. We don't really celebrate that. But that, that truth is so powerful that we can't ignore it. Because when Jesus chose to die on that cross, what we know is he did two things. First of all, he took away what was rightfully ours our iniquities, our sins, our shortcomings. And secondly, he gave us what truly only belonged to him, and that was his righteousness. So was Jesus powerful, loud, and strong, filled with courage and confidence like a lion? Or was he kind and generous, mild and meek like a lamb? Or was he both? Well, I would suggest perhaps it doesn't matter because to focus on that, you're missing the point. He was perfect. He was sinless and spotless and blameless in the eyes of the Lord. And the only one worthy as a sacrifice needed to forgive all of our sin. My sin, your sin, our sin together. So yes, God would provide us with a spotless lamb, a perfect man, the righteous son of God himself to be our perfect sacrifice. So as we take a minute to behold the cross, it's important that we realize that John the Baptist was not the only one Who understood this concept was not the only one who was pointing and saying behold rome was doing it too you see the crucifixion itself was a way for rome to say behold look what happens when you cross us look what happens to criminals in the land of rome but except this was no criminal this was a perfect spotless lamb of god who took away the sin for the entire world we saw a few minutes ago in that video And we missed the beginning part. We had to edit it for time. But we had this moment where this Pharisee was arguing with a shepherd. The shepherd was trying to bring him a lamb that had been injured to be be sacrificed. And there was a huge argument. And he sent him away and said, I don't ever want to see your hair back again. Only a spotless lamb is worthy. And so it was in that moment that we saw at the end of that video. As the shepherd had been chased away, the Pharisee had told him this. And he simply said this, you, I told you not to come back here. So where is it? Have you found your spotless lamb for sacrifice? And what that shepherd knew in that moment was yes, yes, he had found that spotless lamb and he knew that the world would never be the same again. And so Jesus' death on that cross, that was a part of the plan, but there is more to this story.
4: Behold, he is coming with the clouds, and every eye will see him, even those who pierced him. And all the nations of the world will mourn for him. So it shall be. Amen. There is still more to the story. There's still more to this to behold. He is coming. The king is coming. Not the precious babe, not the man who carried a cross to Golgotha, but the risen king, King Jesus. And it's time to come look for yourself. Over 2,000 years ago, there were those who looked for a coming king. Men called wise watched carefully the times in the sky for the promised coming of the Messiah. And today, in this place, we also hold on to a promise, the promise from Jesus himself who said, I go to prepare a place for you, that at the right time, I will come back for you, that where I am, you may be also. Jesus also said, behold, I'm coming quickly. In our opening verse, we see that the nations of the world will mourn for him at his second coming. Those will be those who don't expect him. Those who are not right with him. Those who have rejected him, who have put him off, who have never cleared the air between them. You can imagine this Christmas dinner Seeing a family member you haven't seen for quite some time. There's been some angst between you and them. You're not really looking forward to seeing each other. You haven't cleared the air. Maybe that's just me this Christmas. But this time it's not just a guest. It's not just a family member. It's King Jesus, the King of kings, the Lord of all lords. Life is too short. Life is too fragile. The world is too crazy. He is too good. Eternity is too long to not get right with the Lord, to not clear the air between him this season. Whatever walk of life you're on, wherever you've came from, whatever's gone on in your life, all it takes is a sincere conversation between you and him to start. Would you behold the risen King today, the coming King? Don't just take our word for it, but look for yourself. He says, seek me with your whole heart, and you will find me. And I can stand up here before you today as an imperfect human being and say that he can be found. He can be found, and he can change a life He can change a destiny. He can change an eternity. Time and time again, Jesus spurs us on. He says, keep looking up. I'm coming quickly. Keep watching. Keep checking the signs. Because when these things begin to take place, stand up. Lift your heads because your redemption is drawing near. There's one last behold I'd like to leave with you today. And it's from Revelation 3.20. Jesus says this, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in to him and dine with him, and he with me. A verse I'm sure many of us has heard over the years, written to the church of Laodicea. But did you know it was written to a church? Did you know it was written to people who profess to be Christians? And in his letter to them, Christ said, I'm on the outside. I'm on the outside of your life. And there he stands in grace and with love, knocking, gently knocking, that we would soften our hearts, that we would surrender the keys of our life over to him, and that he would come in and make his home in us, that he would sup with us. You know, I have an Iraqi friend who is Muslim, is now a Christian. And he said that when he re- wrote, wrote, excuse me, I read this verse, he just cried. Because in their culture, in the Middle Eastern culture, when you invite somebody over for supper, you don't want them to leave. You don't want them to leave. And as we think of these things, we must realize that the miracle that occurred in Bethlehem needs to occur in our hearts as well. There must be a nativity in every human heart, the perfect coming to dwell with the imperfect. And when we sincerely and humbly invite him in, the miraculous happens, just as it did that evening in Bethlehem. Behold, the king is coming. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, you know every heart here tonight in this building, Lord. You know where we're all at. There's no hiding from you, God. God, I pray that in this season, Lord, that we we would not just reflect, but we would expect. We would know that one day soon and very soon we will stand face to face with you, Jesus the creator of all heaven and earth and ourselves, God. I pray that we would prepare not just a room for you in our lives, but we would invite you in as Lord of our life. And we would take this season, Lord, to not just clear the air with those around us, but to clear the air with you, Lord, and expect your coming and be joyfully excited when you do, God. Thank you, Jesus. In your name we pray. Amen.
0: grab your candles tonight as we sing these familiar Christmas carols, they are the prayer of our heart. i e savior of the world and savior of my soul we love you jesus and we thank you for loving us first you truly have brought joy to the world we pray this in your name amen amen why don't you gently blow out your candles and stand uh, with us for one last song as we finish off tonight Got one tune left in there. All right, let's do it. Thank you, everyone, for coming out tonight. Uh, Truly, truly appreciate it. Hopefully, you know, just thanks to everybody who helped put this on tonight and make this possible, uh, including those who have put a lot of effort into the cafe out there. Uh, and so we would love to invite all of you as you leave tonight just to make your way over to the gym over there. I told one of the kids there's an all-you-can-eat chocolate buffet out there, so bring your parents. You don't have anything to get up for tomorrow morning anyway. It's going to be great. So we will see you there. And before uh, before we go, we have one last thing we just love to wish each and every one of you... Uh, Merry Christmas, and so if you join me as we just count us in for this final tune as you leave, uno, dos, tres, cuatro...